Cedic Run and the Prairie Track and Field Podcast are teaming up to bring you the fifth annual Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. When we started the event back in 2015, the goal was pretty simple. We wanted to promote the sport of track by running the fastest mile times ever on North Dakota soil. The goal is still the same and we want you to be a part of it. On June 4th, come out to Memorial Stadium on the University of North Dakota's campus and race, jog, or spectate. There will be a community mile for children to kick things off, followed by some open heats for our hobby joggers, our has-beens, and amateurs. And then the night's going to end with our elite heats featuring some of the state's and region's fastest runners. We're looking forward to a great night of track and field on June 4th, and we can't wait to see you there. On this episode of the podcast, episode 23, I can't believe we're already here, the Jordan Podcast. Cam and I had some catching up to do. I returned this week from Azusa, California, where I competed in my first decathlon of the season, and you're going to get to hear more about it in just a minute. We also recapped some of the standout performances by North Dakota natives at various conference meets over the weekend. Finally, to end the episode, Cam and I discussed the upcoming Cedic Run Mile extravaganza. When we started the event back in 2015, we didn't really know what we were getting into, and five years later, here we are, we're just as excited as we were on day one. So listen closely to see if Cam calls you out. He called out so many people to come and challenge him at the meet that I lost track. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. We had a lot of fun recording it, and we hope that you have just as much fun listening to it. Please continue to like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, like our posts, share our posts. Just continue to spread the word. We really love getting to be the representatives of this great state and such a great sport. And we just ask that you would continue to share our, share our stuff. We just want the word to get out, not just about the podcast, just so it grows for ourselves, but so that people can get eyes on all the great performances that people have been having lately, whether it's fast people in distance events, some of the huge throws we've seen by North Dakota natives. Doesn't matter the event, we just want the, make sure that the athletes are getting the attention that they deserve. Enough about us. Let's get into today's episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today it is just the two of us kicking back, having a conversation and catching up. It's been honestly just like a while since you and I have been able to talk just about North Dakota track and just kind of, yeah, life in general as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we like to throw in one of these episodes every once in a while for uh, – Mostly, I think, for the sake of ourselves, because we just like, you know, shooting the breeze about track and field. And I mean, that's why, you know, why we started this, because we spend a lot of our time just talking about track anyway. So why not just record it? So, Ryan, I know you just uh, spent some time out on the West Coast in California um, competing. Uh, What meet was that at? Why did you choose that meet? Kind of. What got you there and how did it go? Man, this has been a tough year to compete as a decathlete. I mean, 
there's been meets everywhere. It seems like this has been maybe the best year as far as turning on your television and there's a track meet on TV. It's crazy. But the tough thing is there's a lot of one day meets. There's not a lot of two day meets that hosted decathlon. So I was fortunate enough to finally get one on the calendar. I had one scheduled for March and then just with my couple of injuries I was dealing with, it didn't work out. And finally though, I was able to find this one. It was at Azusa Pacific university where have you competed there before? Yep. Yep. 1500 yeah. meter PR there. So oh, okay. Let's good go. Track. It's a good track. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good place. I had competed there in the deck several times too at the Mount Sac meet and so when I saw that there was a chance to compete there again, I reached out to the meet director and it worked out. And I also knew that there was probably going to be some pretty good competition there and there sure was. So it was, yeah, it was just like good to finally get one like on the calendar and be able to have a chance to compete. Yeah. What's kind of, what's been like your objective, especially with like the injury coming up, how has your like goals or like your motivation changed, especially when it comes to like competing? Because, I mean, California is a long way to go for for anybody in, in this part of the country to to do a meet. So it was kind of, I, I don't know. I don't want to think my mentality changed really. Like I went there yeah. and I, I told uh, Kara, my fiance, the week before, I was like, I'm going to go try to win this thing. Yeah. And honestly, my injuries felt pretty good. So I wasn't too concerned about it, but no, the mindset was pretty good. I've had probably too much time to think about competing because it's been so long, but, and it ended up, it was like just a weird coincidence. It ended up being almost, I think it was to the day, two years since I had done a decathlon. Wow. But no, I mean, it was, it was fine. Like a good season opener at best. I was saying it was the most average meet of my life. Most average decathlon. I would get done with an event and it would be just a, Nah, it's okay, Mark. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of standout ones. My discus was pretty good. I was pretty excited about it. Still not what I wanted, but probably a little bit better than average. And then I think the 1500 was probably the best event though. Yeah. Because you, you set a pretty big PR to end off your, your average, you know, the Cathlon. You, you ended with a, with a big performance and, a pretty meaningful one, like not just for you, but for some of the other guys in the, in the competition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you go Oh, for nine PRs, the first nine events, you get to that last 1500. And the one thing that I have enjoyed about the 15, a lot of guys will tell you it's the worst event, but you can always kind of control whether you're going to PR or not. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you want a PR bad enough, like you will go out and you will run a PR but I mean, we run slow enough as decathletes. You can kind of whittle your way down. So yeah, before the race, there was a group of us, uh, myself, one of my really good friends, Andrew Gazone, who competed at the university of Colorado. And we had competed all the way back at junior nationals together and yeah. had a chance to compete through the ranks. And so he, who is really good at the 1500, he's like a four ten guy for yeah. a decathlete that's lights out. He, myself, a guy by the name of Hunter Price, an All-American at Colorado State a few years back. He was, so Hunter Price is going for 8,000 points, which for you non-multis out there, that is a really good benchmark. That is really, really good. So he needed to run about 445 
And so Andrew offered up pacing duties. He was like, I'll do it. I'm not super pumped with my score. I'm thinking to myself, I, I want to run at least 445. That was my PR in the 1500 going in. So I'm, I'm hopping on the train. This hunter guy is going to hopefully score 8,000. He's hopping on the train. A couple other D2 guys that we knew that were trying to go for D2 provisional marks. And we got a group of about six of us that were just going to try to run this time. And it was a fun race. Cam, you know those races when you get done and you finish and instantly you know that it's going to be a top like three race or top five track moment for you? Yeah, yeah. This, this was one of those, like it was under the lights, it had calmed down. There was a ton of people in the stands for the distance events that evening. So Andrew took it out. He took the first lap. I kind of moved up, which is something I don't normally do in a race very often. And so got to move up and lead the pack the next little bit of the race and ended up holding on, got out kicked with like 80 meters left, but I ran 438, which is like a seven second PR for me. Let's go. Hunter, who needed to run 4.45, ran only a second slower than me. He was like 4.39. So turned around and like we hugged each other. Andrew, I mean, that guy, a walk in the park, he ran like 4.58. And so he was like, he was telling me he was like looking at the crowd as he was coming in and like taking it all in. And he crossed, like we did all three of us just kind of hugged. And it was pretty, it was cool. It was a surreal moment and made the first nine events that were average worth it. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that moments like that give you like perspective of like, like, oh man, we we do this for more than <clears throat> just like the results on the page. You know, we do it to have moments with other athletes like that, where of like being on the same team and on the on the same page of like putting yourself towards a goal and like working hard toward hard towards something um, even as like, you know, insignificant as like a score or a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty special. When, yeah. when you were running that 15 Ryan, did you have uh, like the picture in your mind of Curtis beach, like pacing or moving out at the Olympic trials when Ashton broke the world record? <laughs> no, I was actually, the opposite hunter came up on my shoulder with about 350 to go in the race. And I kind of looked over to see who it was. And I was just thinking to myself, I'll, I'll lead you through this pace this time, but I'm not letting you beat me. So (laughs) he wasn't the one that out kicked me. It was someone else, but okay. Yeah, no, it was a great meet. My only regret is that that evening, Madeline Strandomo was there. I actually gave her a fist bump said, Hey, it's Ryan from the Prairie track and field podcast. Yeah. Then she had to take off for her race, but got to say hi to her quick, which was good to connect. And then a couple of our Newtown indigenous elite boys were there too, but I didn't realize that until after the race. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I've been, so Nate Peterson was the one that kind of put us on to them. So Mm -hmm. uh, in their group and like, I've been seeing their stuff on Instagram. Um, We, yeah, we should really reach out to them and see if we can, get get one of those guys on the pod to tell us what what they're up to what they're about and yeah because they're they're racing they're training hard and you know that'd yeah, be a fun I, episode I would yeah that would have been cool if you would have like you would have been able to connect with them there but uh, oh, did well. you stick around for some of the races 
you know, we stuck around just like kind of until the post 1500 post decathlon euphoria wore off. And then we had to get the rental van back at 11 PM. So we had to yeah. drive back into LA, but who, it who always, were you there with? Uh, Kara flew out and surprised me. So oh, she was awesome. able to come. And then Andrew, the guy that we ran the 1500 with, mm-hmm. he and I met up in LA and split a rental car together. And, and let me tell you, it is, you definitely take things for granted when you're a collegiate athlete. Cause here I am trying to figure out where I'm staying this rental van business. And I turned 25 the literally the week after I rented this van. So like it was still trying to navigate all the young driver fees. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a good experience, but hopefully the next one here in a few weeks goes a little bit better. Yeah. So where's next then for you? Right now, I'm still trying to narrow it down. I think it's going to be Dallas at a meet called Texas Greatest Athlete. Rose Sweet. Jackson had competed there a few times, okay. our former NDSU teammate. But yeah, if not there, potentially Santa Barbara, where I was going to go in March. So we'll see. But yeah, hey, enough about that. Uh, you want to guess where I just came from, actually? Um, well, since we're talking about track, I'm going to guess a track meet you came from, a track meet. I did. I came from the Iowa State track meet. Not like oh, Iowa State University, but like the state meet. Oh, okay. Or the, the state of Iowa. And I'll be honest, I don't think it was good as the North Dakota State <laughs> meet. Here's, here's my hot take, okay? Number okay. one, I'll, gi- I'll give the Iowa folks this. They're hardy people. It was <laughs> raining, pouring a couple times, and they stuck it out. They were prepared. They had their garbage bags and rain ponchos. So kudos to them. But one, their qualifying system, which I could go into for days, is yeah. is funky, but I don't know. There's just no they do it at the Drake Stadium. So there's no like hill. It's not down in the bowl. It is a very historic and cool place to compete. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about seeing some tents just dotting the edge of the track and yeah. people sitting down on the retaining wall that it just, they didn't have it at this meet. So I don't know. I will, I'll take the North Dakota state meet any day. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah, I think part of having a good like event is just having like the venue that fits the event. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're lucky enough that the the bowl is, you know, big enough to fit everybody, but not so big and retro or whatever that it, it feels like, like it doesn't feel homey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Drake stadium gets packed. There's no question about it, but yeah. definitely doesn't hold as many people as the bowl. Yeah. So well, well only, some... only, I was just in, only two weeks away till, till North Dakota state meet. So, I mean, well, every, everybody will be packed into the bowl soon enough. So. Yep. Yep. A couple conference meets this weekend. We've yep. got EDC returning to grand forks. So that's really great. We'd love to see yep. it. And then any idea where WDA is at? I, I think WDA is at, I mean, my guess would be it's at the Bismarck Bowl. But yeah. honestly, I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Put me cool. on the spot there, Ryan. I know. I put you on the spot because I wouldn't have known either. So yeah. <laughs> we'll have to fact check later. But so conference meets coming up. We're hoping to give you a state preview next week. But let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the college conference meets that just happened. Yeah. So, I mean, I got the chance to go down to Vermilion on Saturday to watch the Summit League uh, conference meet. Uh, tons of North Dakota athletes there. Uh, 
I mean, you'd probably say that the Summit League has the highest percentage of North Dakota athletes mm-hmm. of any conference. Well, maybe the NSIC. Um, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, yep. Just got to, got to be down there. It was a beautiful day for most of the day. Um, just fun to, to be. I mean, this is really the, the first outdoor meet I've been at that had any sort of like meaning and energy. So, I mean, uh, fan favorite, Alex Bartholomew, got to see him race, got to see Annika Rotbold, uh, from Hillsboro, uh, get second place in the 1500. She ran, uh, 417, I believe, which That's is fast. the second fastest 1500 by a North Dakota woman ever. Just, wow. just faster than Laura Raisler. Um, wow. I was ta- I was talking to the former Class B state record holder Elliot Stone about it, and and he said, "Dude, Annika is the best athlete NDSU has ever had that hasn't won a conference title, or she'll or something like that. Like she'll go down as one of the best distance runners NDSU has ever seen, um, and she never she never won a conference title. True. So that True. that's kind of wild." Uh, yeah, obviously the throws, uh, Alex Talley, Akili Moton, uh, Maggie Schwartzkopf, um, back on the podium again. Um, and if I just go her. through here, yeah, and I'm just going to kind of go through here. and Yeah, go for it, Ryan. Um, we got Ty Ogren, who's going to make it on to regionals in the Javelin. Oh, let's go. Jacob Rodine's going on to regionals in the 800. Yep. And then Brandon Lewis, can't forget him. He popped up oh, a huge jumper yes. conference. So yep. he's going to be going to regions, 17th ranked jumper in the West. And Alex Talley, like you mentioned. And then on the women's side, you know, besides Annika and Akili, I'm trying to think here who else would yeah. have had some big ones. Carrie Wolf. Yep. Yeah. Carrie Wolf, she's going to be the fifth-ranked javelin thrower in the West heading into wow. prelims next week. Hey, Ryan, did that beat Alyssa's uh, mark? Alyssa Olin's school record? Yeah, I just remember seeing on Twitter that it was like a big PR or something. You know, like it was a, it was a huge throw. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really know what that meant. So No, we'll fact, check, we'll fact check it later in the episode. We'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about some of our University of Minnesota, North Dakota natives as well. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Lucas, obviously, I mean, we mentioned him quite a bit. Um, you're in 345 in 1500, which is, I mean, for you math nerds out there, that's, that's right around four-minute pace. Uh, to me, the craziest part about that uh, is he didn't make the final. So basically ran uh, you know, pretty much the equivalent of nearly a four-minute four mile and he didn't make the final. Uh, wow. Yes, just incredible uh, how deep the, the Big Ten was. Um, friend, of the, friend of the program, uh, Mike Haralf, uh got – he placed. I saw, I saw he got points. Um, I forget what place he ended up getting, seventh? Seventh or eighth in the Big, Big Ten vault. Um, and then Shelby Frank and Hannah Arison. Hannah Harrison, shout out to the Multis. Yeah. Fifth, fifth in Minnesota history now yeah. with that mark. And I think that was also fifth at the Big Ten Championship. So yeah. great for her. And then Shelby Frank, uh, shout out to the Red River alum as a freshman taking fourth place in the discus. She'll advance to the region meet as well. So very excited for her. 
And we'll sneak in a quick fact check for you here. Carry throwing 179 feet, two inches. So Ooh, not quite maybe, there, but maybe at regions close. or hopefully at nationals. So, yeah. Um, and another, just kind of perusing the, the results across all conferences to Ryan, another mark that like really stuck out to me, uh, Braxton Brewer. Uh, he's a West Fargo grad. I, I don't know what, what year he graduated, but uh, he ran 151 uh, for the 800 uh, at, the, at the Northern Sun Conference meet. And, I mean, he was like a 157, 158 guy in, in high school. And I, I want to say he's like, he's a sophomore. He's, he's still pretty young. You know, he might be the same grade as like Rodine. So that's, mm-hmm. that's two guys from, from around the same time who are, I mean, Rodine's 149, Braxton Brewer now 151. Uh, that's, that's some pretty stellar 800 meter talent from, from the state. So. Yeah. No, I'm so impressed. Do you think Braxton Brewer, you think we can get him to run SDR elite mile? Yeah, I messaged him already. So he said he's on a he's on a break right now, but he will be in Grand Forks uh, when the meet is like the weekend that the meet is uh, happening. So are you? Uh, you ever watch Friends? Uh, I'm familiar with the show. We were on a break. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that flies over your head, but no, no, didn't okay, it, but okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, let's let's talk SDR mile extravaganza. Yes, let's. So. Okay, Cam, I'm the fastest North Dakotan, maybe second fastest. My name is Annika Rotvold, or <laughs> I'm third fastest, and my name is Hunter Lucas, and I want to run at the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. Can I? Absolutely. Okay, I'm the slowest North Dakotan. I run recreationally, hobby jog, if you can even call it that. Can I run at the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza? Absolutely. I... I, I actually just went out and ran 438, which is so close to I mean, it probably does technically break five minutes for the mile, but I've <laughs> just wanted to break five for a long time. Can I run at the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza? There will be a heat, Ryan, just for people of your ability level Whoa. to run sub five in the mile. So yes, you can run at the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. Okay, let's, let's skip the cheesy intro here, but just like, You've been doing a lot more plotting this year than I have. So what do we got lined up so far? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, everybody's still kind of finishing their, their season to representing their team. So we got, we got pieces in place of uh, people who know about the SDR mile extravaganza and are interested. uh, But it's just waiting to see kind of how everybody's season finishes out. But I mean, the, the picture and like the goal would be that we get we get guys like uh, Sean Corsmo uh, and Jacob Canodal, and that we get girls like Megan Ford and Annika Rotbold, and you know we throw the best high schoolers from the state uh, into a race with the best collegiates who are just coming off of their season, you know, and hopefully squeeze out one more uh, spectacular race. I mean, the goal. Uh, has always been to run the fastest miles uh, in North Dakota history and the fastest miles on North Dakota soil. Uh, but we just want to see some good racing. Uh, one thing that I think could be really interesting that I really want to see, I really hope uh, Noah Rolf from Stanley 
uh, Class B kid. He's the leader in the mile right now, 425. Uh, I really hope he comes uh, to run the, the mile and, and then any, any and all of those Class A boys come uh, and, and we can have a good old uh, Class A versus Class B showdown. Let's, I was trying to, let's call him out. To, yeah. Yep. So Noah Rolf, we want to see you there. Um, I, there's Sean Corsmo show Sean up. Korsmo. Brady Yoder show up. Brady Yoder. We know it's a, a track. Ben, An- ben Anson out. Uh, Gavin, how like come, come to this race. We, we will hang out with you. We will host you. You can stay at my parents' house. Yeah, for real. Like we we want this to be uh, uh, a great race for for us because we're kind of organizing and helping and sponsoring the event. But we we just kind of want to provide one more opportunity for you guys to to come out and and show us your stuff uh, on the track. You know, state meet can be a pretty stressful uh, stressful meet. You got a lot of events that you got to juggle. You know, the the hype around it all. Um, so maybe. Hopefully not, but maybe state meet doesn't go exactly how you envision. Uh, come to the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. Uh, you have one race to focus on. Uh, the weather has always been beautiful, um, and uh, yeah, we're just we're just there to, to have a good time. I will be in the race. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't discourage anybody uh, <laughs> from showing up. But I'll I'll be on the line repping Ragnarok AC, and uh, you know I'm just there to to run hard and. You know, I'm proud to be from North Dakota and, you know, I, I love, love racing guys who love running. So, uh, that, that's, that's what I, that, I enjoy. that, that turn from like, uh, see, see Grand mile extravaganza, like promotion to like, it sounded like your, I don't know, like Tinder bio, like Yo, I yeah. love North Dakota soil. I love <laughs> North Dakota. I love my home state. Enjoy, real enjoy emotion, running. Yeah. yeah. You put a lot of emotion into that. I mean, I, I do like, I want, like, honestly, I want something, you know, Drake has the, has the Drake relays, you know, uh, even like South Dakota has like the Howard Wood relays. Um, I, I feel like a lot of places have like a race that they can like call their own and people like get excited for, you know, and I guess for North Dakota, it's like kind of the Fargo marathon, but, but it's just I, need more track. We that, need more track. Yeah, yeah. We we need something that caters to like uh, the the track and field people, like the the people who, not that the people at the Fargo Marathon don't love running fast, but it, it's just a different a different crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like I really want it to be the the Cedic Run Mile or something like it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, if we've called is, you if we've called you out at this point. Or even if we haven't and you're interested, seriously, sign up. You get a cool t-shirt. Um, it's just a great event. It's a great opportunity to come and meet some of these people that you've raced before but haven't gotten to connect with. We'll hang out afterwards. We'll make it a lot of fun. But it's been a blast every single year. Ask Lexi Zeiss about it. Yeah. Ask Evan Kotzik about it. Ask Hunter Lucas about it. Mm-hmm. Ask Eldon Warner about it. Like there's been a lot of really good people that have come and raced and really enjoyed it. So yeah, we want you to hop on the train too. So, and like the literal and figurative train, like the pain train, like we want you to run fast, but yes. just come and experience it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, one, I mean, I got to call out two more guys. I told them I would give them a shout out to uh, Ethan Schaefer and Caden Rath from uh, 
uh, from Kindred. Uh, shout out to those guys that came up to me, said hi at the uh, West Fargo meet a couple weeks ago. Uh, the day after, they both broke their uh, school record in the two-mile, qualified for state. Uh, so shout Let's out go. to you two. Uh, we want to see you guys at the C. Dick Run Mile Extravaganza too. Uh, so come and, and throw down up uh, June 4th up in Grand Forks. Yeah, um, we should probably give it time. But if you need more yeah. info, head to C. Dick Run's social media pages they've been posting about it we're going to be posting about it more and making sure you know where to sign up and maybe let me check with my parents real quick i just like totally <laughs> offered people to stay there and i i've not checked with them so yeah. but i think it, it could probably work out we'll make something happen yeah yeah all right i've got five percent battery left on my laptop so any last minute call outs shout outs holla for a dollar anything Oh man, not that I can, uh, not that I can think of right yeah. now. We'll tell you what, Cam. I personally enjoy these episodes where it's just you and I shooting the breeze. Yeah, but we would love to hear from you guys. If you want more of this content, you got to let us know. We're going to be wrapping up season two here pretty soon. We're not totally sure when the end date is, but we want to know moving forward what you guys want more of. So if that's more episodes like this. If it's more track and field news, like we don't know if we're going to be flow track ever or someone else, but if you want more news, you got to let us know. If you like the podcast episodes with past legends and you want us to keep rolling with that, mm -hmm. please let us know. But as we move forward, make sure that you not only just like, like us and follow us on social media, but we really value your feedback. Keep us in the loop and hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. I feel like I'm at the end of a YouTube video, so below, like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell. You got to hit the bell, man. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cam. Well, it's been a pleasure, and we will preview the state meet next week. Should we yep. say who the guest is going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, semi-regular semi you know, guest, Nate Peterson. He'll be back uh, if you don't we'll follow him on Twitter. He's always good for a hot take on the state of uh, North Dakota and how track and field is. So we'll have him on to help us preview uh, Class A, Class B, Boys and Girls State Track Meet. So keep your eyes open for that. Sweet. All right, man. Logging off. Sweet. See you next week. Yeah. Thank yep. you.